Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season nine, episode 210. I'm Adam Walker, and I'm joined today by my good friend and Tech Talk, y'all listener, guest host, Mickey Mellon. Mickey, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Man, this is going to be great. Uh, so Sanjay's out this week, everybody, but he will be back. And Mickey was gracious enough to fill in. And uh, we're happy to have him. Mickey's got a lot of really thoughtful stuff about a lot of technology and other things. And you'll be able to find out where to find out more about that at the end of the show, if you stay there tuned. You but in this episode, first of all, brought to you by Together Letters. If you haven't already checked out Together Letters to stay in touch with the important people in your life, please do that. Groups of 10 or less are always free. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Patagonia, Microsoft, the New York City new mayor that's going to take his first three paychecks in Bitcoin. That's pretty much the whole conversation. I just ruined that. Sorry, Mickey. And uh, <laughs> go. we got Google, lawmakers from Facebook and all the algorithm stuff. Plus, we've got Weird and Wacky and TechRix all coming at you. So stay tuned. We have a lot to come at you because we've been gone for two weeks. So Mickey, kick us off. What do we have first? So the first one is, yeah, Patagonia is boycotting Facebook and urging other companies to do the same. So I think a lot of people are mad at Facebook, but what's going on with Patagonia? Yeah, I mean, I guess they just don't want to spend their money there. And I, I will say this, like, so I've become a bigger and bigger Patagonia fan over the years. And actually, it, oddly enough, and, and not on purpose, I'm wearing a Patagonia shirt right now. <laughs> nice. And and I love, I mean, I love the fact that they're like, they're very eco-friendly. They're very thoughtful about how they run their business. And in doing that, they don't want to spend money with Facebook, which I think is kind of great. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it lasts, though. What do you think? Yeah, so we've considered it. We've talked about it. I run a web agency kind of like you used to. And we've talked about it, but it seems kind of silly to me to stop paying for ads, but still be active on the platform and therefore showing ads of others and still basically making Facebook money other ways. It's mm. so I don't know. I feel like if you want to go, go, which at I can support that direct, too. Though. You know, like yeah. at least it, at least not like outright direct. Uh, yeah, but, it, yeah, it's a step, but it's yeah. still, I feel like we, we make Facebook so much money from the content we produce without mm. even buying ads that, yeah, it's a step though. And now I, I think we'll see more of it. Like I don't want to create content on Facebook, which actually I, I really don't much these days. So well, it yeah. works out. All right. Well, listen, speaking of uh, new things, uh, Microsoft Teams is getting avatars launching in VR and AR next next year. So this means like, you know, theoretically, Mickey, next year, if you and I wanted to be like avatar versions of ourselves, so I didn't have to wear a hat or look nice, I, I could be, I guess. Well, your I avatar could wear the hat, so that works. Yeah, you know? yeah, the avatar would wear the hat for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's good, right? Cool. Yeah, what do you think? I, I kind of like it. We don't use Teams much, but I love competition. You know, yeah. Apple and Android and Teams versus um, Google and all that. I and mean, that's all great. Yeah. Um, I'm really kind of shocked that more haven't done this, though. You know, we've both done WordCamps in the past and other conferences, and no conference has really done a good VR, AR kind of experience. It's all just like, come to Zoom rooms and we'll maybe do breakouts. And yeah. I'm just shocked that there's not a good solution. You know, I mean, yeah. look at something like Fortnite, where it's a 3D world with avatars. And as you get closer to people, they get louder. Like, just throw a conference in something like that and you pretty yeah. much got it. So, yeah, I'm glad that Teams is is trying something new and moving forward and we'll see where it ends up. Right? Yeah, there was an interesting stat in this article that said 85% of people using avatars felt either very or somewhat present in meetings and also felt that 75% of other people using avatars seemed either very or somewhat present. I guess like the question is, if they're not using avatars, how present are those people? Are they still 85%? I mean, maybe 90, I don't know, but that's 
I guess, interesting, right? And I got to think the presence too has to do with how they're getting in. If it's VR, if I'm wearing my Oculus for a meeting, I have mm. no choice but to be present. I'm not distracted by emails and other stuff. It's forcing me to be there, which is, I think that's yeah. a great thing. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know if they tied to that or not. So it's the next one. You already kind of ruined it, but the New York City mayor-elect is going to take his first three paychecks in Bitcoin. So tell me more about that. I, oh, man. You just put me on the I think that I think that's the whole thing. I mean, yeah. no, I mean, I will say this. Um, he wants New York City to be a hub of cryptocurrency. And I think I think he's kind of battling, if I, if I recall, with the mayor of Miami for like to, to be a city that really values cryptocurrency. And this is kind of like, a, I mean, really a PR stunt in order to do that. I think it's a cool PR stunt, honestly. Um, I think it'll probably pay off for him. You know, Bitcoin's yeah, yeah, that's what up. I thought. It's just a way to get Bitcoin in the news. And like you said, make New York more relevant. I mean, it's yeah. not going to accomplish anything. He's going to get paid in Bitcoin and just turn it back into cash the next week. <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter, but doesn't matter. But cool stunt. So, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, things that aren't stunts, uh, the U.S. is worried that hackers are stealing data today so quantum computers can crack it in a decade. So let me let me just, just break that down. So essentially, there's a lot of data today that's encrypted. And so what they're concerned is, is that hackers will steal this data that is currently encrypted and therefore unable to be deciphered by the hackers knowing that the computer technology will advance so much 10 years from now that cracking that uh, that that locked or that uh, what am I trying to say? Um, encrypted, yeah. Encrypted, yeah. Sorry, thank you. That cracking that encrypted data will be possible then, and that that's a really interesting problem to fight. And I'm not sure what the solution is. I mean, what you, Mickey, yeah, what are your thoughts? This, this was fascinating. I try to be forward looking. I like to think I am, but I had never even considered this. Like this blew my mind because yeah. I look at things like quantum computers and hacking and. A lot of what people are worried about isn't really a problem. Like people aren't going to hack into your Gmail account with a quantum computer because Gmail limits them to five tries or whatever. Right. But this is very realistic. I mean, if they have that data and they can just have a quantum computer, just throw a million combinations at it every second or whatever, it's yeah, they're going to get that stuff. So mm. it's don't get your stuff hacked, even if it's encrypted, I think it's kind of the lesson here. So well, may, and maybe the, the other lesson there is like change your passwords more than once a decade. Like that's a, yeah. I mean, maybe that's a good, good thing to do. I mean, yeah, you know, I can see that thought. Yeah, so we talked about Facebook, how you shouldn't go on there, but they're doing some other good things along with some of the bad stuff. So Facebook groups are gaining personalization features, subgroups, chat, and tools for making money. So you going to use those pieces? So it's interesting. Um, I don't use Facebook groups at all. Like I, I've been slowly exiting Facebook. I think really when I look back for kind of for years now, just dialing it down and down and down. And now it's like, I, if I get on, it's like a brief peruse of the news feed, maybe like one thing and then I'm out, I'm done. Uh, or I'm going to promote my most recent newsletter on there. Like those are the two things that I'm likely to do. <laughs> I, I'm not really a part of any groups. I've never, I've never been active in any groups on Facebook. Um, so it's, this really won't affect me at all. How about you? I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I use groups on Facebook more than anything else. I don't use okay. the main feed as much, but lots of groups for tech stuff and for Android and for you know, just other tablets and other stuff. I was actually had a colleague call me today with a weird technical WordPress problem. And I said, there's a Facebook group that has like 120,000 members. Go ask them instead. Cause I don't know the answer to that. And so there's good use for that. But again, even contributing to Facebook groups, go back to that first story, you know, we're still helping build the Facebook ecosystem and put ad slots up there for people to give them money. So mm. yeah, you could argue you shouldn't even use groups perhaps, but I still kind of like them and I'm glad they're adding more features. So we'll see. Well, what I mean, I, I think at least groups, it, it, what's the word? 
at least maybe they're not quite as subject to some of the algorithmic problems that Facebook has had in the newsfeed. I feel like well news, said, the newsfeed yeah. is the the scariest part of Facebook. So at least if you're in groups, maybe you're avoiding that. So yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So well, Boeing receives uh, FCC approval for satellite internet system. So tell me about that one. I mean, I guess they want everybody wants to compete with Elon Musk these days and in, in Starlink, right? I mean, I I like the only the, honestly the first thought that came to my mind was is this just to provide better internet to their planes? Like that was really the only thing that came to my mind. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think internet, I think satellite internet is important, especially for developing countries, but I think it's still very early in its infancy and it's going to have a long way to go. You know? Yeah. That's kind of where I am too. And I did wonder if they're going to do something with the planes. Cause the big problem with all these is Elon's going to put, you know, tens of thousands of satellites up to serve like, a couple million users at most. I think it's even less than that. And right. this presumably a smaller cut than that. So what is this going to do to serve one-tenth of 1% of the country like at, for yeah. the billions they'll spend? But if it's making their planes have better reception, that that could be a value. So yeah, yeah we'll yeah. kind of see where they go. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, things being developed, uh, so Google is working on a more user-friendly way to find files in Drive. And, you know, we've talked about that on this this show before where we've talked about how you know, people are organizing their computer files differently in that they're not organizing them because search is good enough. <laughs> right. And and I've honestly found that Google Drive is kind of the same way. Like I, I've tried, I've, I've genuinely tried to keep my files organized in Google Drive. And yet I can't a lot of times, or I just end up default, defaulting to the search feature. But I think to this point of this article, the search feature is not amazing either. So, I mean, what, what's your experience been like on that? Yeah, so we keep it very well organized. We use it exclusively with our agency with, you know, thousands of files. We keep it organized, but even then I still search a ton. And the search is weird. Like if I had a file called Adam Walker and I start typing the name ADA, you know, it starts, there's the file. But if I type too much, it goes away, even though I'm <laughs> typing the same letters that are in the file. Like it's, it does some weird stuff. So yeah, I, I've seen that too. And it's the, it is bizarre. And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, let me give you less information to get to what I need. Exactly. That's, it's, that's how the world works. Yeah. So. I, I don't understand why they do that, but <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they're improving it. So um, the Australian army is getting bulletproof swarming attack robots. This almost sounds like it should have been a weird and wacky, but maybe there's mm -hmm. a legit angle here. So tell me what's going on with this. I mean, it, like the title kind of says it all. <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're robots that are bulletproof and can detonate when they want to as a bomb and can be remote driven anywhere. And I mean, this, I mean, as, as much as Sanjay and I joke about like Skynet and and all this, I mean, this is where all of that technology is going. And, and you know, there was the drone attack. Was it on the, the president of, of Iraq? Is that right? Uh, recently in the news. And yeah. like, I mean, this is where all the technology is going. It's, it's all going kind of cyber. And we're going to have to be aware of that and start dealing with the ethics of that. And frankly, I'm just glad that I'm not in charge of dealing with those ethics. So, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> any thoughts I think it that? even goes goes beyond the ethics, though, because I think we can all kind of agree or to some degree where the ethics lie. But people are going to build these things, whether they have legal rights to or the ethics behind him or not so like yeah. this stuff's coming yeah. like it or not rules or not you know and it's yeah we'll see what happens with it but yeah, if you click this article uh it's some scary looking little robots that yeah. i don't want to ever see in real life i don't think so. yeah i mean it, like I, I feel like the boston dynamics robot dog like it's kind of creepy but like this is like next level creepy you know oh, yeah. I, I just yeah so well next level uh lawmakers come for Facebook algorithm with a, quote, bubble filter bill. Uh, Mickey, can you, you mind walking us through this one? Yeah, this sounds like a great idea. We just talked about, you know, Facebook's algorithm and the filter bubble being a problem and all that. 
But the law, as most of our 90-year-old lawmakers do, is a disaster. Um, there's really, <laughs> really two big problems that I've seen with it. One is that they're targeting Facebook, which, cool, target Facebook and say you have to have a way people can view it without the algorithm, but you already can. You can just go to see more and view by most recent, and it's already there. So Facebook could just say, okay, we're done with that. Right. But the bigger problem, I think, is if they make it more strict, they define a platform super vague. They say the bill applies to any, quote, public-facing website, internet application, or mobile application that uses curation algorithms, which is like almost every site out which there. Is it, all of yeah. them. Yeah. It kind of makes sense with Facebook. It makes a little less sense with TikTok. Like what's on your For You page if it's not an algorithm? It's just, yeah, I don't know what's there. Netflix wouldn't have algorithm stuff. And then technically it would apply to airlines and hotels that like it's it's so poorly written. We'll see what happens. But it's not a bad idea in theory. I just don't know it can really work out. Mm, so. That's crazy, man. Crazy. We'll see. Um, so EV startup Rivian is valued at $86 billion after market debut, which is higher than Ford. That is blowing my mind. I do. I mean, like, listen, I, so I found out about Rivian, uh, I, I want to say it was three or four years ago. And I actually held a nonprofit event. I think I've talked about it on the show before. I held a nonprofit event and we hosted the event in the offices of the auto plant that became the Rivian auto plant in normal Illinois. And so like I got a tour of the auto plant that was being actively at that time converted into the auto plant for Rivian. So, I mean, I've known about them and I, knew, I even knew that the, a truck was going to be the first thing they produced. And I thought, man, that's that's crazy that they're going to produce an electric truck. Who's going to buy an electric truck? And of course, now I look at what Ford's doing and, and Tesla, I'm like, oh, apparently everybody's going to buy an electric <laughs> right. truck. I'm obviously an idiot, you know? So, um, but like, but again, they've not really produced or sold anything and they're valued higher than Ford. And Ford's got a lot of hype right now with their electric F-150 and with the new Mustang SUV electric and all that. Like, like it just seems off to me, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm a Ford guy. I have a Ford. I'm, if possible, every car I have is a Ford. It doesn't always work that way. But but yeah, the F-150 has been the best-selling truck in America forever. Ever. And the, F, the electric version of that is looking phenomenal. And again, you said the Mustang, they've got so much going on there, plus all their traditional cars. I don't understand how... Rivian can be valued that much. The other side could be Ford is undervalued. I think their stock is looking still pretty low to me. So maybe it's an opportunity there for investors to pick up on that. But man, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. Okay. That's a fair, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. All right. So uh Apple backs off breaking face ID after a DI1 iPhone 13 screen replacement. So we've talked about this before, and I even I think shared my own personal story with this where I had an iPhone. And I got the screen replaced by a non-Apple authorized agent because Apple wouldn't replace my screen because it was so old. And the face ID stopped working. And apparently this was intentional and a little malicious, I guess. Um, And now they've backed off because people figured it out. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And I support right to repair quite a lot. I think we should be able to repair things where we want. Yeah. And a lot of it, like you said, is malicious. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of it isn't like you can't swap a battery on a phone anymore. I think that's okay because that they can reduce a lot of plastic, make the phone thinner. And I mean, there's advantages to that. They're not trying to be malicious. This feels like it was, though. It's just kind Mm -hmm. of saying they're sticking it to you if you don't use their official thing. So I'm glad they kind of backed off that. Yeah, me too. As you might have heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. 
Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. All right, we're back now, and Apple's most backorder new product is not what you'd expect. And I, I asked around our household to have them try to guess what it was, and myself and no one in the house got it right. Did, did you know what it was from the headline? <laughs> well, when I tagged the article, I had seen the photos, so I didn't really have a okay. chance to guess. But but tell tell us what it was, Mickey. It's their nineteen dollar cleaning cloth, which <laughs> must be the best cleaning cloth in history that it's back ordered for months and months. So, yeah I, yeah, I have some cleaning cloths right here that I got for free when my kids got their eyeglasses, and these work really well for cleaning my eyeglasses and screens and everything else. I can't imagine why I would spend twenty dollars on an Apple branded version of this. Well, and you just yet, said it, Apple do. branded. Yeah, that logo is eighteen dollars of it. I think, I think so. that logo is eighteen dollars of it. No, I, I do think I think Apple thing. every now and then wants to just put out a product that's so ridiculous to see what people do. Like they had the thousand dollar monitor stand a few years ago. That, like just every yeah. now and then, like something ridiculous. And hey, it's back ordered forever, so they did something right. Yeah, know? no, that's that's a really good point. I mean, I, I, honestly, if I ran, uh, what is it, one of? I don't remember if they're the most profitable, but one of the most profitable countries in in all of history, or not countries, companies in all of history. I think I'd come out with some really random stuff just yeah. for fun. Too. I mean, like Elon Musk in the flamethrower. Like, yeah, if you can, you should. No, that's probably not a good motto at all. Don't don't listen to that. So, all right, well, let's just move on then. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, Netflix games are coming to all members on Android starting this week, which means I will not get them. But but Mickey, tell me about this. I think you will get them. I think we're coming to iPhone later. But this is the weird thing to me. So you've actually, I think, called me out on the podcast before. I'm a big Google Stadia fan. And I always tell folks Stadia is like Netflix for video games is what I always say. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of funny that Netflix is doing video games that I would say are not Netflix for video games because these are these are not streaming games or anything. They're just. Netflix branded apps in the app store. You can get a Stranger Things app and some of that, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's just it's people expect something a little bit different. You, I, I, mm. When I heard about it, I expected more of a Stadia kind of, okay, they're streaming games to me now. And it's, no, it's just some branded games they have, which is fine, but kind of a letdown, I guess. We, that seems really strange to me. But then I also wonder, like, because Stadia's got Google behind it. There's a lot more engineers. That's a lot more oh, complex, yeah. I think. I, I would assume that Netflix, even though Netflix is gigantic, probably can't compete at that level just yet either, right? Well, it's a whole different kind of hardware too to be able to pull that off and latency. And yeah, I mean, Stadia, the more I learn about Stadia, the more I can't really understand how it even works. <laughs> like, but that's a fair just point. As quickly as it is. But yeah, I that's mean, Netflix, if it takes two seconds to start a start a movie, that's okay. But two seconds lag in a game is yeah a killer. So ending. Yeah. Speaking of streaming things, um, Zoom is testing showing ads to free users. So this sounds wah, awful. Wah, wah. <laughs> I mean, well, it sounds awful, except for the fact that I use a paid account, so I'm, I feel okay about it personally. But I mean, I, I, come on, man! Like, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product, right? Mm-hmm. It, I mean, and, and 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 up to this point, there really hasn't been a way to make free users the product. They've just gotten a free 40 minute meeting, and I, and I would even argue that having a meeting that cuts off after 40 minutes is a feature and not a bug because it forces <laughs> you to keep me- meetings shorter, right? So, like, I can't say how many meetings I've been on. It's like, oh. We got to end. It's a free account. I'm like, thank God. Let's go. You know? So anyway, I mean, yeah, it, this does not surprise me at all. What do you think? Now, I've been in a few of those meetings and they usually say it's about to run out. So just click on the link again when it ends. We'll keep on going. Oh, come on. I've done that um, before too. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah. yeah. But these ads for now, they're just going to be on that, that landing page that it kind of drops you in on Chrome or in your browser, you know, afterwards. So it's not too bad, perhaps a slippery slope, but we'll see. But yeah, again, most everyone won't see them. And even if you're on a free account, if you're on a call with someone on a paid account, you won't see the ads then either. So it'll be relatively few people, I would think. So. Okay, cool. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, it's time for Weird and Wacky. Mickey, what do you have for us first? So the Spanx founder gifts employees with two first-class plane tickets and $10 million after she cashes out. Well, I think it was $10,000. Uh, oh, she, sorry. Uh, yes, I read, <laughs> reading my notes. Yes, there it is, $10,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He so, really hooked I mean, him up. Yeah, but like, I, I love this, right? Like, uh, so I, I followed uh, Sarah Blakely pretty closely for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, you know, one of the youngest female uh, billionaires ever. Number two, she's from Atlanta. And number three, she's married to Jesse Itzler. And I've read several of Jesse's books. And Jesse's just a, he's just a, a power to be reckoned with. Like he's, he's just kind of phenomenal. And I follow him. And I think her also on Instagram and just following their family and seeing what they do and stuff is really, really cool. So it, this is really great. And, and so, you know, they got Spanx, I guess, got bought out for a billion dollars. And uh, in in as a thanks to all of her employees, she gifted them two first class plane tickets and ten thousand dollars in cash because you know you can't you got to be able to spend some money if you're gonna go somewhere first class. So yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, I love that. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, that was pretty sweet. The first thing I thought of again, jumping to the millions too early there is how much really did she spend? I was curious okay. what chunk it was. So yeah, I had no idea how many employees Spanks had. Did they have two hundred or twenty thousand? And so it turns out it's about seven hundred and fifty. And so presumably those are the folks that got it. So. If you figure three grand a ticket for aircraft and you know run it all around, about twelve million dollars she gave away to her employees after that. So pretty generous hey. of her, I would think. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty great. Kudos. Man. That's pretty great. I mean, it's kind of reminds me of like uh, you know, the, I think a lot of Mailchimp employees got a little bit of a payout with the Mailchimp deal. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't like millions of dollars per employee, but I think it was enough to be pretty life changing, and that's that's great for them. So yeah. Um, props to her. All right. So next article. New Hong Kong bus tour is meant to put people to sleep. So you get on the bus and it drives around and you take a nap and then you get off at the same spot you started. I think that's the, I think that's the plan. Um, I don't, I'm in. Sign me up. (laughs) I sleep so good in places like that. Like that sounds great. (laughs) So you're, so I mean, we, we've talked about like the plane rides too, that are doing the same, like you do the plane Mm -hmm. ride or the bus ride, the whole thing. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Really what I like those things, like there's that cabin bus that goes from San Francisco to LA. I think they have two of them that go each way overnight. And that's kind of cool where you hop in in the evening, sleep your way there and wake up in the other city in the morning. So Mm. it's not meant for sleeping. Well, it is, but it's meant to take you somewhere too, which is kind of a a bonus. No, see, I like that. That makes more sense to me. Right. And that, that certainly makes more sense. What I'm really looking forward to is when you get to the point of self-driving hotel rooms, you know, think like a conversion van that's kind of carved out the desk and a bed and just kind of punch in where you want to go and kind of hang out and sleep on the road and just your self-driving, I don't know what they'll call them, but self-driving hotel room will take you wherever you want to go. Like I'm dying for that. That's going to be epic. In now that That's going to be amazing. And it sounds way better than the sleeper train that I took with my, my wife and five kids while in China from uh, Beijing to Taiwan. Um, that was not exactly a fancy ride, uh, but it, I did sleep pretty well, though the match yeah, still get that hard, rumbling so. going and yeah, yeah. sleep pretty yeah. good there. So yeah, it was, it was good. Okay. Awesome. All right. Circling back to when you guys, I think have talked about before pilots kept reporting a jetpack man flying over LA. The FBI has a different theory. And it is. 
maybe it was just a balloon that kind of <laughs> sort of looked like a jetpack guy. Wasn't it like the supposedly like the nightmare before Christmas guy? And they, there was like a big giant balloon of him. And they think it just broke free from some display and that was it? Isn't that? I think that's basically where they are. Yeah, they're thinking yeah. that because the, the math on it being a jetpack guy flying around that much just doesn't work yet. Jetpacks can't fly that high or that far or that right. long. You know, it, it, it could have been, but it's yeah. kind of concerned me now that we have pilots that don't necessarily are not necessarily able to discern the difference between a giant person shaped balloon and a jetpack person. I feel like those are very different. You, so, would, you would think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Well, last uh, weird and wacky Glasgow nightclub trials technology to turn dancing. You're going to hear this right. Dancing into renewable energy. So the idea is that they want to capture, I guess, the heat off of the nightclub people's bodies. Like, you know, the the the, the personal heat, I guess. Yeah, that's and, like. What it- Surprise me there, yeah. Do, do something with it? What What was the scoop? Did, did, do you remember the details of that? A little bit, yeah. So as I saw the headline, I said, okay, I've seen this before where you have like tiles on the floor that when people step on and they regenerate, you know, electricity that way. Yeah. So cool, that's what they're doing. Then I read the article. That's not at all what they're doing. It's not even it, no. They're doing heat kind of like those solar updraft towers you hear about like out in the desert where they have a bunch of solar panels that funnel all the air into one big tower and then all the hot air shoots up and runs a bunch of turbines and stuff. This is like a tiny, tiny, tiny version of that. As people sweat, I guess there's a little tiny turbine in the ceiling or something that'll generate some electricity, but that I'd is, like to see him put the floor pads in too and you get the I best mean, of both. Yeah, you know? du- double uh, benefit there. And, and, and it was interesting. I think it said they might, they think they will save around 70 tons of, uh, t- 70 metric tons of carbon dioxide per year. I think something like that. And, and, I, and I just, I was curious. I have no concept of how much that is. Right. So yeah. I wanted to be able to compare it to something that it's I actually tons. fundamentally understand. It's 70 tons. <laughs> yeah. um, so so apparently a typical passenger vehicle emits about 4.6 metric tons of carbon dioxide per year, assuming that you're driving, you know, around 22 miles per gallon and around 11,500 miles per year. So 70 tons is a ton. I mean, a lot yeah. of savings at that point. If you think that's amazing. So yeah, that's I mean, pretty awesome. Props to uh, props to them for trying that out. So, uh, I love it. All right, Mickey, uh, it's tech rec time. What tech rec do you have for us today? So I have like 70 of them. We're going to go through No, Just kidding. Awesome. Yeah. Sanjay between you and Sanjay, mostly Sanjay, frankly, has covered most of them. The one I would say is Rome research. That's, that's a tool I absolutely love, but Sanjay talked about that before and some alternatives. So what I'm going to talk about today is nat.app, nat.app. It connects to your email. Sanjay would hate this one, frankly, it connects to your email, basically pulls in all of your emails and keeps track of who you've talked to recently and who you haven't and kind of bubbles up a list saying, Hey, used to email with Adam Walker a lot and you haven't lately, maybe you should reach back out and it kind of prompts you to reconnect with people you haven't talked to in a while. So I've been loving it. It's kind of cool. It says, here's people you really should talk to. Here's people you're kind of losing touch with. And I, some of them I can say, you know what, that was an old lead. I don't really need to reach out to them. You can kind of just hide people or say, actually, I'm going to probably talk to Adam in two weeks. You can snooze it, but it's really pretty slick. It's a very small company. Um, I actually wrote a post about it a few few months ago where I said, a couple of small companies I love are nap.app and Together Letters, you know, both that are Fantastic little services that you know are really really making a difference for me. So yeah, Nat.app is a pretty cool little that's, app. That's fascinating. I used to use um, a, a CRM called Contactually. Yes, and it would do the same similar. thing. Yeah, it would yep. track your. And, and I've always wondered, like to me, that's like the most basic. Like a, a CRM is all about tracking relationships. 
why would they not directly tie into your email and let you know? Like it, it seems like a big miss to me from all the big CRMs, and yet none of them seem to do it very well. So right, and this um, could be interesting too because contact just to jump a, one more thing, contactually made you put everything in buckets. You had to go through and bucket yeah. all your people. Say this is an important person, less important. Nat just does it all for you. And says we're just going to look at what you've done and look historically and just go. You don't have to spend hours and hours sorting everything out. Which I think if you spent the hours to sort, it could be better, but. I love saving that time just saying, let's just see what you got for me. And if you bring I mean, up anyone, I should reach out to. So it's kind of like the whole like why organize your files when you can search kind of an yeah, idea. Very I mean, like, similar. You just put all the data in one place and it all just sort of filters out and makes sense and you do all the searches. So yeah, that's a great analogy. What you got for us? Yeah. So uh so interesting. Okay, so I, I gotta back up and explain why I've I've got this for you for us today. So I've been using uh next DNS, which we talked about on the show before, which is great yep. for a couple of reasons. It's good for keep, you know keeping your internet set, uh, your internet browsing safe and avoiding being tracked and, and just a lot more privacy and stuff like that. The problem with it is, is that I I'll, I'll still get newsletters and I don't want them. And so I click unsubscribe, but that unsubscribe link has a bunch of tracking crap in it. So next DNS flags it and won't let me go to it, right? Which is great because it's doing its job, but now I can't unsubscribe from the newsletter because of that. So I needed an extension that would skip all the redirects and all the garbage and let me just get to the actual unsubscribe page. And so what I found is, I actually found this as a Chrome and Firefox extension, though I will say it's not working quite right for me in Firefox. So occasionally I actually have to open Chrome to use it, but I can paste the link into Chrome and skip straight to the end URL without all the tracking stuff in between and actually unsubscribe, which has been great. So, so this is this is brilliant because I saw the link earlier when you posted it in our notes. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. It saves you some tracking, but is it that important? But yeah, tied with Next DNS, that's brilliant. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. solution for that. So yeah, I mean, I I nice come, I got it, I got to keep unsubscribing because people keep signing me up for their newsletters when I ask them not to. So you know, hateful people and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> that's all bit. right. That's all right. Well, listen, uh, Miggy, this has been great. How can our listeners find and connect with you? You can find me most everywhere at Mickmel, M-I-C-K-M-E-L, Mickmel.com, Mickmel at Gmail if you want to email me, Mickmel on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Fortnite and anywhere I can possibly be Mickmel, I am Mickmel. So track me down there. You're going to get a lot of random Fortnite friend requests. That'll be so great. I'm so awful awesome. at it. So if you want to join a game and lose, come come <laughs> hook up with me and we will get killed quickly. <laughs> uh. All right. And uh, if you'd like to find me, just go to my website, adamjwalker.com. Sign up for my newsletter. It's got everything. It's also got all the links to all the other places that I write or interact or whatever else. Um, I will confess, I'm I'm trying to get more active on Instagram uh, well, really on LinkedIn and Twitter. That's where I'm trying to get more active right now. So uh, I, I'm less I'm, on Facebook, less on Facebook. <laughs> de- I'm de- I, I will say I find myself increasingly drawn to LinkedIn, which I've always disparaged in the past, even on this show. You have. Yeah. More and more. <laughs> I, I find more and more interest there as Facebook just continues to fall off a cliff on fire. So, uh, yeah, you can find me, uh, find me all the places. So awesome. Damn. So, you know, uh, we thought we were going to take forever, but that was only like 30 minutes. I think we were flying, man. Like We, we, we were moving. worried it was, we were going to go too long. So, yeah. I know. Like, I, like early in the show, I was like, oh, we got to slow down. Like, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> nice. We're moving too fast. So uh, that was good, man. How'd, how'd you enjoy yeah. that? Is that fun? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, we, we, we got through it pretty quick. But yeah, good. like way faster than than I meant to, actually. So that's, yeah. that's all right. That's we could have left those other ones in, but that's all right. Ah, well, you know, it is what it is. All right, I'm going to stop recording. Dun, dun, dun.